What's up, guys? I'm Crystal, and this is the Fat Ass Podcast. We are back with another episode titled Work Sucks, Kitchen and Office Life. Yep, I'm Olivia, and today is a day to rant about our jobs, share some kitchen lingo, and explore the differences between what it's like in the kitchen versus what it's like in an office. Yep, so those are our topics for today, and our first thing we want to talk about, obviously, is ranting about work. Shitty jobs. Shitty <laughs> no. jobs. Yeah, they're shit. No, that's no. not shit. Sorry, we need the money. Ranting about work is just something that's never going to go away for us. And then even if it's not work, like for me today, work was okay. Like we celebrated my birthday, Woo-woo. even though it was like last month, but we ate like a really good lunch. The thing that kind of ticked me off today was kind of what I do outside of my job because you know sometimes I'll do cakes for people and things like that right like a little side project and I think a lot of people have this issue too if you're a cake decorator where somebody wants to order a cake super last minute they want it to be like a three-tiered fondant looking like a Chanel bag okay and they want it by Saturday and they're just talking to you about it on Tuesday it's ridiculous Uh And so that's one of the things that I wanted to rant about because I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate. Of course. And it's really ridiculous when people want to order cakes. They don't want to pay for it, really. They don't care or or understand how long it takes to make the cake. And then it's just there's no compromise. Like I get customer service, but sometimes it's just it's just bullshit. Like it's not fair. A hundred percent. And then sometimes their family members not calling anyone out, but sometimes it can be family members too. And they just expect the world of you just because you have a skill and it's kind of, it's really ridiculous. And they think because your family that you're going to give them for free. Oh, this is going to be a cake for, you know, just on the house. Go for it. Just because I like fucking making cakes. Like no way you got to pay for that shit. Yeah, and it costs money. Like, ingredients are no joke, especially when it comes to fondant work. You know, it's a box of fondant that barely covers half of 8-inch. It's kind of already, like, $12 a box. And then Expensive. it's not even, you can't use the whole thing, so you have to get another another box. And it's just, it's it really adds up. I hope anyone else that's a cake decorator out there, because I'm not even a professional cake decorator. I just do it. But people that actually do, you have to really cost things out to make a to make a profit from it most definitely so yeah (laughs) i like how i had to just let that out it wasn't even about my job today no but uh did anything in particular happen that's why you brought it up yeah it's a family member's birthday and she wanted a cake and i just kind of was like i don't have time i get home late late at night and then she was just arguing with me about it like oh how is it that hard to do and i I was explaining it's not that it's hard making it yeah and then she was even like oh well if you just make the cake and and then i'll decorate it and then it's kind of one of those things too where if you're making something, you want to make it right and you want to make it the way that you want to make it, right? Of course, yeah. So it kind of takes away the spirit of actually doing the project for anything, I think. So yeah. I just got really exhausted from that whole <laughs> so from sorry. that whole debacle. Yeah. So, so what about you? How was work for you? Well, work, uh, work was good. Work was really good. But uh, in the last episode, I did mention that guy who had walked out on the job, that new guy that we hired yeah, two okay, weeks from two so. weeks. Like he only worked two weeks and he walked out and he was just a shitty worker to begin with. Well, I think it was yesterday or the day before yesterday, he walked into our job because I thought he was going to pick up his last paycheck. Uh, he walks into the job looking for my boss. They direct them to the boss and he talks to her for a bit. And then my boss comes back inside the office where I was 
And she was like, this guy wants his job back. I was like, no fucking way. Are you serious? I was like, this guy had the audacity to walk his ass up back in here and ask for his job back after he did two no call, no shows. And after he quit and walked out right after she told him to, you know, just finish washing dishes. The heck? Like, yeah, what, that's stupid. What? I don't understand. No shame. No shame. Mm. Not in the restaurant industry at all. <laughs> like anywhere else, literally anywhere else, this would not happen. I'm, sh- I assure you. Mm-hmm. But it was the most ridiculous thing ever. And I was like, well, you're not thinking about hiring, rehiring this guy, right? What did she say? And she was just like, no, I don't know. I'm not going to hire him because he was a shitty worker. I was like, thank you. Because <laughs> most people that I've dealt with back, I don't know, in my in my last restaurant that I had worked at, they would rehire them right on the spot just because they're desperate for <laughs> work. And yeah. we're already as short-staffed as it is. We're only like 10 people in my whole entire work area. Really? That's it? Yeah, in my job, it's only like 10 of us. Gosh, that's super short-staffed for all the we're stuff that you have to do there. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. That guy had the nerve and my boss was like, no. And then she he was like, let me think about, well, can you think about it? And she was like, okay, whatever, I'll think about it. Was, did he turn to like begging? Was he just kind of like, please think about it? Or was he still under that kind of attitude where he's like, yeah, just think about it? He just told, from my understanding, what he had told my boss, he just said, oh, he just asked, you know, just think about it. Can you please think about it? And then she was like, okay, whatever. But a hundred percent no in her mind. So yeah, because it's two no shows, and it just it, he does not sound like a good worker. No, absolutely not, not at all. One hundred percent no. Like from the food that he cooked to the the sh- the shit, like his plating, it was it was not good, and his lack of coming to work. So yeah, it <laughs> yeah, was just, not showing up. Yeah, that, not showing that up makes a difference, <laughs> right? So that's that's what happened. That guy had the nerve to come back up in up in here. So. Don't people get scared not showing up for work? Like it's a, it's a weird dreams about that. <laughs> like not showing up to work, and I like wake up in a panic and a cold sweat. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm glad you shared that rant with us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that that is so an idiot. Anyways, the next topic we have is so kitchen idiots. lingo. Mm-hmm. Kitchen lingo is a language of the kitchen, how people communicate with one another during service or even during prep time. That's right. Chefs, cooks, servers, bussers, and even managers use it to get food out as fast and efficiently as possible. It's a vital part of the food industry, specifically to restaurants. We had explained what on the fly in 86 meant. I have a different one. I have a term that we use in the restaurant industry. It's called all day, and it basically means the orders that you have to start making based on the tickets that you have at the moment and a second two part to that and a ticket means that's the order for the table gotcha I remember that (laughs) I hated that yeah it's uh yeah I hate tickets (laughs) it's just like stupid machine like you just want (laughs) to yeah it's just constantly like and then when you run out of ink you're like fuck I don't even know (laughs) I have to go to the next micros to see what what was up yeah and then now you're just like jumping from line to line like it's it's super funny but uh which which one did you have crystal uh, I have yes, chef. I don't know if you remember having to say that of constantly. Course. It felt like you were part of like the army. They have to say yes, chef. So right. what yes, chef is is kind of like when you have direction from your boss, you start doing whatever it is that they say. They need to know that you understand them. So if they say something to you, they're like, oh. 
uh, Crystal, did you stack the plates for uh, the tent top? Yes, chef. Like you just kind of have to scream it and you have to really make sure that they heard you in order to kind of move on. Because if you don't say yes, chef, you're going to get a bunch of crap thrown at you. Right. It's just to confirm that yeah, you have heard. Yeah, it's confirmation. It's respect. That too, it's, yeah. Respect. It's all of that. So I remember having to use that all the time. Do you so. have another one for us? So another uh, kitchen lingo that I have is covers. And covers refers to the number of tables that are for service. So they're basically the reservations that you have for the night. So whenever somebody starts service, whether it's even just a host or just a cook that wants to know how busy it's going to be for the night, usually look on the screen and you see, oh, we have like 150 covers. So that's how many tables. And each table obviously has a different reservation number depending on the amount of people that are at the table. But covers is just kind of gives you an estimate overall. And that's not including walk-ins. So people could walk right in and it can just jump up to 200 covers or 300 covers. So you'd never know. Yeah, I I always hated that. Whenever someone was like, we have 150, I would be like, fuck. (laughs) I'd be like, damn, I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) But you get kind of excited because when I used to have that and you'd be like, oh, wait a minute. Um, There'd be like a group of like 20, but they're kind of floating in and out. Right. Instead of actually having the seat too. So sometimes it can kind of fool you. But I I always liked it when the covers were low. So (laughs) that was my favorite. (laughs) Okay, so I have a term. It's called dying. And that means a food item is either getting too hot or too cold waiting on another plate to complete the ticket order. So that's uh, that's one or like used in a sentence. It could be that thing's dying in the window, like the plate's dying in the window. Like I need that other plate to come along with it right now. The I'm sorry, I have a second part to it. No, okay. <laughs> and the second Go part on. is in the window, and that means either the food or the plates are ready, and you just yell that to the expo. It's not an actual window. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a shelf <laughs> or just a space on the table where you can put the plates. Right, and sometimes so, they have like little heating lamps depending on where you're at on the line. But Yeah, that's some good kitchen lingo. Those are used pretty much universal. I don't think there's a kitchen that wouldn't use those terms that's terminology. True. so those are pretty good do you have another one or do you um wanna... another one is kind of cool a la minute i don't know if you uh-huh. had to use it but yeah. we used it in our old job too mm-hmm. um so a la minute is to the minute which is a translation in french but so it just means made to order so oh yeah. i need that um souffle oh sorry we make it a la minute so that means people have to wait you know a few minutes or so because it's actually made as they're being ordered so it's a difference and then we used to do a la minute ice cream uh, oh um, no way yeah at the hotel that me and, me and you worked at before and so we would have the base and then we would throw it in the machine and then they would just have to wait so it was fresh served uh, vanilla ice cream that sounds so good yeah, <laughs> it, it was really good fresh ice cream is the best yeah so um since we are not using kitchen lingo as much as we used to we thought it'd be nice to talk about working in a kitchen versus working in an office What's accepted in each environment and what isn't? So, Olivia, what do you have to share with us? I have all the things that, I mean, well, it's accepted in the kitchen. It shouldn't be, but it's it's there. I have curse like a sailor. You can say whatever you want. You can call someone a bitch. You can call someone a shithead. You can say fuck you to that person and everything will be cool. Like, it's like, it's all good in the neighborhood. It's all good. <laughs> 
uh, with inside of the kitchen. And it's, it's not like you're saying that to like hurt their feelings or anything like that, but that's definitely common. Yeah, definitely. I remember those days where you can say anything and it's just kind of forgiven, even if it's wrong or even if right. it doesn't sound right to other people, you know, it's derogatory. It horribly wrong. But that's just how it is. And you kind of get comfortable towards it once you start using that language. Some people know how to differentiate, though. Like, I was able to speak in that way when I was working. But then when I was off work, I was just kind of like, I would still be a little bit like that if I was in a mood. Same. But it wasn't really something that took over, like, my whole entire self all the time. I felt like it took over my whole entire really? self. Yeah. And I, I just, I remember like thinking to myself, like I shouldn't be feeling this way after calling someone those names or saying those horrible things to those people because they don't deserve it. Like, I think I'm nice, but I can be an asshole sometimes too. So maybe it is a part of me. I don't know. <laughs> it probably okay. is a part of me and I just can't shake it. <laughs> Another one that I have is that you can show up late without penalty sometimes. Oh, people used to do that all the time. Right? Especially yeah. when it was night service. It really I really pissed me that off. Shit. Yes, it always happens in night service. Never in the morning. Yeah, because they just want to work the morning shift because they know they have the rest of the day to just do whatever they want. But night shift, it's kind of like they'll delay it as much as they want or just not even call in because they know there's not enough people to cover the service. Of course, yeah. And like people, like, I don't understand how those people can't make it, but the people working in the morning, half of them are hung over and they still show up on time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Guilty. <Sorry. laughs> yes, definitely. Hung over. <laughs> and yeah, without penalty. So like half of the time they'd just be like, okay, like, yeah, hey, what's up? Like you're here. And then I'd be furious because I had to like pick up their slack and had to like help them prep. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I always hated when people like showed up super late because then you have to like set up their station. Fuck that shit. I don't want to yeah. set up their station. I, I just finished setting up my station. Oh, and then when you're in the hotel, I would feel bad for the graveyard guy. Like if the, there was only one guy, yeah, there was only one guy. And if that graveyard guy had to call off the person that was doing the regular closing shift and mind you, our our shifts, they're kind of like hospitals, except you're working like seven days a week instead of just four because it's just right. continuous. There's like a shift, you know, like every four to eight to 12 hours. So the person that's like working the closing shift normally services from 4 p.m. to 12. That 4 p.m. to 12 person have to work the graveyard also. And I would just feel so bad because if someone calls off, they really are short staffed all the time. Yeah. And people just kind of double up their shifts, even if it's against the law, because technically it's you're not supposed to do it. Yeah. Even with night differentials, it's bullshit. It's total bullshit. I have another one. It's to play loud music, particularly rap or hip hop. I miss those days. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't do that. We listen to music in the office, but it's not the way we used to do it in the kitchen. Okay. Just blasting it and then just it's a lot of fun because people in the kitchen they have so much personality and a majority of them are not shy to kind of like show it so right it's always a fun time when we get to listen to music yeah at my old job this guy I would always have uh that dude play uh Lana Del Rey for me because he loved Lana Del Rey <laughs> and so we're blasting this depressing ass music while I'm cleaning and I'm just like a smile on my face like yes this is nice and everybody else is looking around like what is this music <laughs> Like, I'm, why do I feel sad right now? <laughs> but 
Oh, it was the best. Days. It was the yeah, best time. The best. Kid Cudi. <laughs> I used to listen to Kid oh, Cudi yeah. uh-huh. when we were all pissed off. And then so it would just be Kid Cudi and everyone's just quiet and working. And it, it looks so cool. Like, it's just stupid. Right. But yeah. <laughs> and another one. I'm just going to zip through these. Um, and I guess you can say that they encourage drinking because I'd be drunk on my shift and drinking on my shift. Did you get a shift drink too? I used to get I those. got shift drinks at my last job. <laughs> so I Multiple. would have at least every single day I had at least one. Almost every single like on the weekend when I would work, I would have at least two or three beers. Like and these are like huge ass beers. And that was just before I this, this was during my whole entire shift. So that that happened. Uh, eat while standing. You can also, I don't know if you've ever done this, walk away mid-conversation and pretend to be busy. Oh, I love doing that. that. Or like when the person was kind of crazy and you're just kind of like, okay, you're not making any sense. So then you have to just make something up and you leave. It's great. Yeah. And they don't, they don't question it because they know you're busy. So you just just walk away like, all right, that's a cool, cool conversation. Bye. And then you just like walk away. You don't even have to say bye. I love that. I loved that so much. I can't do that anymore. Really? I I used to like talking to people randomly when I was just kind of wanting to let things out. You can just walk up to someone and just say the most random thing and they would accept it. And then that would be it. Right. If I walk up to someone randomly now, I look crazy. Like I can't just say, like, you know, you my say crystal. Yeah, like my forehead is really itchy. It, you can just say something stupid and people acceptance. will just roll with it. Yeah, acceptance. <laughs> yeah, and uh, last one that I have is the front of the house is almost all the time like towards the end of the shift, either drunk or coked out or doing coke in the office. I've walked in. No lie, I'm not going to say where it was. Walked in on my old, I think it was the food and beverage manager. It was like some sort of front of the house manager. He was doing coke with two or three of the bartenders mm, Yeah. in the office. And I was. Just, they were just, hey, do you want a bump? I was like, oh, nope, I'm good. I'm just looking for something in the office. And I was just <laughs> like, what the heck is going on here? And they're just coked out. I'm like, dude, are you serious? I don't know. It, it just didn't make any sense to me. I was like, so weird but that's a common thing it's it's so common like even in places that you wouldn't expect kind of like my friend he works for um like this ice cream production place which they have great you know artisanal flavors and stuff like that oh yeah and even he runs into those situations and i and he's used to it too because he comes from a hotel background he wasn't a cook he was like a server before okay and so you know he's like oh yeah he just bumped around went back in and then he got really drunk so he was out for the rest of the day and i was like okay yeah i get it and it's just a normal thing now. It really sounds it like working in a kitchen is just a giant party that's fucked up. And yep. it is. And <laughs> But see, that's the thing too. Like there's a lot of things that are really fucked up about working in the kitchen. And there's a lot of people that are crazy and depressed and have all these, you know, addictions and stuff like that. But I don't know, for me, kind of when I look back at it, I think it's kind of a common thread between a lot of people that have, you know, something in them and they that's how they express themselves because cooking and whatever addiction that they're holding on to are the things that they know how to do so for me it wasn't really anything really scary when I was like 17 this is my first job um the only time I felt really scared about this situation was this older guy and he's been a cook his whole entire life and it it was pastry it's really good I was scared for him I thought he was gonna he was having like a stroke because he was drunk in the walk-in just dead drunk like he was laying on the floor 
of the walk-in and then me and my other co-workers when we work the night shift so you know we're there really late and we walk in and we see him on the floor she picks him up and then she's trying to kind of wake him up because she's just sleeping and he's just a small guy too so he was kind of quiet and we couldn't like I knew he was breathing but I just also knew there was something so wrong with him that he couldn't stay conscious so we were trying to wake him up five minutes later another guy comes out and he's drunk and he's younger and he's just being really stupid and we were like oh god this is like really ridiculous so we didn't want to do it but we had to call the ambulance Oh, you did? Yeah, and we knew, and we knew too, because there was nothing wrong with the guy. He was a great guy. He was a great worker. He, we were like family, but having to call the ambulance, we knew he was going to get fired the next day. And is that what happened? And that's what happened. And he had been with Uh, the company for double digit years. Dang. And, and that, he just ruined, you can ruin it in one day, mm-hmm. seriously. Yeah, but is bless his heart, it? It, it, it really sucks. So sometimes it can go too far, and that's the seriousness of actually being in the kitchen. Yeah, oh my gosh. It sounded, at first when you said, there's one drunk guy, and then this other drunk guy, it sounded like clowns getting into a clown car. That's yeah. what it, I was and like, is there more dark. coming? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, it just turned dark, but I had to share it because it's a really important thing to know it about happens, kitchen life. Yeah. honestly, yeah. Yeah, I have a story too. I had just finished working the morning shift and I'm taking a nap at this point at home. My friend calls me. She was working on the line with this other guy. I'm going to just say his nickname because it's a funny nickname. His name was Big Mama. And <laughs> Big Mama. she's like, hey, Olivia, Big Mama is drunk and he just burned the shit out of himself. I guess he was trying to make popcorn and this guy was humongous and used to sweat so much that it was it was just an excessive amount so all of his sweat dripped into the like the oil of the pop where he was making popcorn and the fire i guess just blew up in his face and just went i don't know it just went crazy and for popcorn yeah over just for popcorn but i guess he had the oil on and it was Mm. really really hot so yeah big mama like totally like burned almost everything and and then I was like listening to my friend. I was like, well, don't add, don't call me about it. Like you can you can talk to somebody else about it. I'm off the clock right now. Don't like bye. <laughs> and I hung up on her. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, Big Mama used to get drunk all the time. I'm not even joking. We had a Big Mama too, but she Did wasn't re- like how you're describing. Oh, it was a she. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This no. is a he. We called him Big Mama. <laughs> she was Jamaican. Oh. <laughs> this is Mexican guy. <laughs> but he, yeah, but he used to drink, you know, those nine quart containers? Mm-hmm. A nine quart container full of beer. Full where of beer he even by hide himself. It? We, okay, That's so we, what I'm wondering. Like, where, where do you hide that? <laughs> He hid his stash underneath. We had like on the line, we had the little, the little fridges yeah, right underneath boys. us. So yeah, we had a little boy and he would keep it right under the little boy. And the reason why he would keep it under there is because he would say that it was for the beer battered fish tacos. Okay. So, so that's how he got away with yeah. it. But that dude would chug nine quarts of it. And then two, he would still also drink more uh, like a six pack or something like downstairs so this guy was fucked up all the time i have more stories with him that's gonna wait until another yeah time. there's a lot of alcohol that's involved and you know, behind the people making your food <laughs> speaking of the culture of the kitchen uh, david chang he wrote this article for madfeed.com and it's a really cool analogy for people that work in kitchens so to him he's saying that 
There is the dark side, which is Star Wars, obviously, in the, you yeah. know, the light side. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you'd like this a lot. I love and that. And so the dark side is kind of like the chefs and the cooks that are the super aggressive people that, you know, they want those Michelin stars and they'll do anything, you know, they can to get there. And then there's the light side, the people that do enjoy cooking and are not, you know, in that personality uh, or aggressive kind of behavior yeah and they're saying you know they're empathetic and they're compassionate but yet you know they can kind of both be on the same page when it comes to food um he talks about how the culture of the kitchen is changing because before everyone is looking towards the dark side everybody wants the chefs that are aggressive and that can really get people far and uh you know they don't even care about their own lives they kind of dedicate and sacrifice everything to the restaurant or to whatever food establishment that they're in yeah they're married to the restaurant game it's crazy yeah and now you know they're saying that there's a shift that they're at least they're trying to make it a shift where chefs and cooks and, and people in the industry can go and be part of the light side not only part of the dark side they can actually have a life and enjoy cooking without having to take on that abusive behavior that they do so it's a really cool article um david chain's just funny i know i love him and then like (laughs) i like fan of him yeah and then so something i really like that he says here is about the whole change and everything too he says when we chefs lose our shit and scream at somebody who makes a mistake what's going through our heads that this person is somehow happy to have fucked up Nobody is happy about fucking up. Nobody is happy about burning the most beautiful piece of lamb or messing up a brunoise. Nobody, whether you're on the light side or dark side, likes that. It, it was, you know, a lot of the things that he's saying is just really touching and it's really true. So I think when chefs start speaking out like this, there could be a change in culture. I hope and, so. Right? I really because hope then so. maybe we'd end up going back to the kitchen. If people really took into consideration, you know, how employees feel like in the kitchen. Yeah, because I I feel like a lot of people who don't understand are the people who've never been in the restaurant industry. So I feel like you just need to like spend a day even just in the kitchen and you'll see how it is. And you'll just be like, yeah, this is not the life for me. It takes a certain personality and a certain, I guess, character to take on being in the restaurant industry. The hospitality industry, their rate for turnovers is like 26%. And that's compared to all the other industries. Lowest is, I think it's like 8%. And that's in the sector of not tech finance, but something along technology wise. Okay. Because software and computer, their turnover rate is a little bit higher. I think just due to like technology trends and things like that. But yeah, hospitality has the most turnover and it's a huge number. If you compare it and, you know, situations and environments that we've been talking about are probably the reason why the turnover rate is so high. Most definitely. I mean, like for us, since now we're not in the kitchen anymore like this. I mean, can you imagine? It's just, yeah, it's not the same. It's not. It's so crazy life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's a good uh, article to read. So it's called Culture of the Kitchen by David Chang and it's in madfeed.co. Awesome. So I really recommend uh, cooks, people that are interested in cooking. They kind of really learn from other people who have done it for so many years, both manager wise and, you know, just as a regular cook. Because you can learn from both. Most definitely. Yeah, you can uh, learn from the front of the house and the back of the house, depending on where you're at. Um, A good manager is a good manager. Bad manager is a bad manager. Like, there's so many bad managers that I've come across and worked with. There's probably, like, maybe one 
or two good managers that I've ever dealt with. But other than that, it's like super, super low and yeah, not, not very many people care about their jobs, unfortunately. Yeah, it's really rare to find like a really good manager. Like you can find a lot of people that have good management skills or, you know, are great chefs or super talented. But it's very rare to have a combination of, you know, all the skills needed to really be a leader right? Uh, in both, you know, management, food and beverage and just a restaurant or whatever establishment. It's really difficult. So and it's, yeah. it breaks you down. It really does. And we're not even like Michelin star chefs like no. at all. Like we, I, sorry, no offense to you. No, it's but fine. I'm nowhere near, you know, that level of kind of like I don't even want to cook I. with <laughs> Thomas Keller, Robichon, I, I'm not there and I don't ever really want to be there. I respect you know? them, but I have no interest in working for them <laughs> Just at be, all. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. The only things I really want to say about the kitchen life is that being somewhat of a misfit kind of in a way, because I'm super nice and I'm really friendly, and <laughs> but I've always been different in a sense where I don't really... I don't follow what other people will say. I don't try to look like anyone else or do anything that everyone else wants to do. And sometimes that kind of mentality where you're just a follower is very corporate structure. Oh, yeah. And that's why I never really thought I could be in a, in a place that was in an office. <laughs> and it's just, you know, and I also was very creative and I loved I love learning about other people's cultures and I was really accepting towards other people's cultures. And I think being in the kitchen, a lot of people are like that too. That's true. Even if they have a lot of problems or even if they're crazy, I always felt like they would accept whoever it is that you are. And I, totally I think agree. that's the rare thing about working. That I think that's a positive thing. Let's like bring some positivity. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I think that's a positive thing about the kitchen is that people are accepting of cultures and accepting of different personalities, regardless of how bad some personalities can get. God, there was acceptance. It. And I think that's the thing that I miss because in an office, I feel like there's some level of acceptance, but there's also a lot of boundaries in how people talk to you. You know what I mean? They don't get too personal in your space. It's true. And there's a reason for it. Do you, what do you think? I kind of no, got, that, that's, got really far I needed, into it. I but. needed, no, I needed positivity <clears throat> because this whole entire, like, thinking about going back to, like, the restaurant really depressed me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I no. was, like, getting all depressed over here. I was like, Meh. but I, yeah, no, definitely the acceptance. Everybody accepts you. And they say you're like family. And I kind of believe it to a certain extent because you can say whatever it is you want like your co-workers in the kitchen know almost everything about you almost everything about you and in graphic detail sometimes <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I do miss that like being like extra like I don't care what people think about me this is what happened to me or this is what I'm going through or whatever mm -hmm. like they know what I'm feeling or they know what had happened to me like yeah or like if something bad did happen to you like you know during the day uh, you know, there's always the one cook that makes that family meal. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's talk about family meal for a second. Yeah. Okay, like, <laughs> yeah, let's tell people what's family. Like, Olivia, can you tell people what family meal is? Family meal is all the all the shit that you make for everybody in the kitchen. And everybody gets to eat at the same time. And um, a good majority of the time, it means that it's a bunch of ingredients that are just about to expire. 
Yeah. I mean, or that's whatever's what, left. Or whatever's left or over. no one knows about. Yeah. Like, you just take it. And you just make whatever it is. Like, you just make this magic. And it it's called family meal. <laughs> and it's great. Because you just get to stuff your face with all the food. Yeah. Especially when people come from somewhere else. And they really know how to cook, like, that authentic, like, soup. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. <laughs> like, in some stuff. Like, uh, last time I had family meal at the hotel before. Um, the dude made, like, a Oaxacan-style pizza. Huh. So, yeah, oh, I and heard it about was those. An Itali- yeah, yeah. It was an Italian restaurant, so we had, like, really good pizza dough. And he would take the pizza dough and then just spread, like, um, like frijoles and then just kind of, like, <laughs> lettuce and cheese oh, yeah, and avocado and tomato. And it, it was good. It was vegetarian <laughs> for the most part. It, it was, like, yeah, it, it's really cool to see how creative people get just by feeding you. And we got oh, to yeah. – that's something that was good. That's something that we got all the time. I, yeah, I miss family meal. There's, I, I remember Big Mama actually used to make family meal all the time because he'd be so wasted and then he'd just want to eat like right after we finished cleaning up our stations. Mm-hmm. So there's this one time when he made like this fat ass thing of nachos and there were short rib nachos. <gasps> and oh my gosh, they were the best nachos. He filled up like a 400 pan of just nachos and we all just like <laughs> tore it up. It was great. Yeah, those are good times. Yeah, <laughs> just thinking about food. Like that, man, that makes me now. smile. Thank you for shedding some light, right? Crystal. Yeah, because there is some good stuff. The food, I mean, like like we were saying, people accept you even if you're fucking crazy. Yeah, oh, we are crazy. I know that. Um, yeah. <laughs> My boyfriend could tell you that I'm crazy. <laughs> Poor guy, bless his heart. Shout out so to yeah. Daniel. So there's some good and there's some bad. And so hope you take all of that. Um, yeah. What about office life? How do you feel about office life now that you're in it? I like it. It's, you know, you know what to expect. And like at the end of the day, like, like for instance, I leave at 2.30 every single day. And I know that. So, <laughs> like, and I know that. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be like, wait, maybe I'm going to get out at 8. Maybe I'm going to get out at 10. I, I know that I'm getting out at 2.30 and no one's going to stop me. <laughs> or <laughs> I'll get out earlier than that. <laughs> no one's going to stop me. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. I think that's really cool. Yeah, what about you? What do you think about office life? So I kind of wrote down a little list of things that I've noticed because I've been in the office for almost a year. And it's not like a full on office because I'll still go down to the kitchen and stuff and do, you know, work with people that produce our pastries some of the things i've noticed in an office setting for almost a year is one no one is yelling at you oh yeah is that weird had my, <laughs> i've had no one yell at me like my boss she's been kind of like um she's gotten to a point where she's irritated with me to where i know she's oh she's kind of upset or whatever but i'm able to shake it off okay when you're getting yelled at a chef it's like you you stop breathing I don't know if that's ever happened to you. Like, not in the sense, like, not really physically. Right. But kind of, like, you just felt like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Like, they've been yelling at me for five minutes, and they already kind of, like, just up in the air. They have no idea what they're talking about anymore. And you're just kind of in a shock from yelling. Okay. When, when a boss in the office is yelling at you, it doesn't feel like they're yelling at you at all. Like, you know they're upset, but you just kind of take it, and then you just kind of like, oh, okay, so then what do I do now? Yeah, it's not even kind of brush deal. it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, different people, settings. Yeah. Different settings. <laughs> people have a cup of coffee before work every single day. I don't know if you have a break room where people just kind of go in and then they pop in their Keurigs and then they just kind of. St- you don't have that in your no, office. No, I we we have a, it's a small workspace, so there's no break room. <laughs> what? But do you have a coffee maker? No. <laughs> what that's crazy uh, the guys the back maker. there make tea or they go to Dun- dunkin donuts next door and they get some stuff so oh that's cool that you have a dunkin donuts though it's re- literally right next door to us and then starbucks is right down the street so i, I get my food 
there sometimes. <laughs> Starbucks. Yeah, I get my you breakfast get there sometimes. Yeah, no. <laughs> I have pumpkin not tried latte. PSL. I've tried everything else pumpkin <laughs> spice, but that. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's funny. I guess it's a little different. Uh, what about paperwork for you? For me, I feel like paperwork or computer files, they stack up like in the blink of an eye. I mean, work stacks up, but I just like handle it. I'm like, this is not compared, nothing compared to working on the line. So I'm just like taking it in and I'm just enjoying life right now. (laughs) But do you ever have like a bunch of like files in your computer that you just end up like start doing and then you just kind of. I have a lot of emails. Oh, emails. A lot of emails stack up for me and I have to like sometimes talk to angry parents or I have to just file them away like as miscellaneous or whatever have you, whatever I'm I'm doing. But yeah, mostly it's the emails that really stack up for me. Really? But I, I feel I like do. people don't read my emails. <laughs> like, <in the laughs> it's just like, yeah, good one, Crystal. And <laughs> just you brush it up. Again? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, you mentioned paperwork and I'm like, I love the smell of paper. But I'm just weird. <laughs> oh my god, maybe you're meant for the office. <laughs> I know, I'm so weird. <laughs> I'm not talking about the things that shit. I'm like so weird. I'm this sorry. Is not good. Like this is not okay, yeah. Okay, I get it. Oh, okay. Does this ever happen to you? I'm like, does this ever happen to you? Like none of this has ever happened to you. There's a point sometimes during my day where I feel like I don't have anything to do for like an hour yep <laughs> okay you can relate you can Only relate always. to that that's never happened in a kitchen I don't think I've ever been able to say what am I going to do for the next hour but in the office it's kind of like once you kind of get through your paperwork or you answer those emails yeah. or you kind of do whatever dumb errand your boss needs you to do you twiddle your fingers until yeah. that hour is up <laughs> Like, I don't know what to do for an hour. Like, I just kind of, like, pay my bills online. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just so weird. It's really weird. Walk my weird. rent check, check over to the mail, <laughs> the mailbox. Yeah. And go to the bank. Like, yeah. I don't know what to do. For me, yeah, like, so whenever I have free time like that, I mean, I probably shouldn't say this. I'm pretty sure my <laughs> boss isn't going to listen. Free time? On my free time, I mean, listen to the podcast. <laughs> Our podcast. <laughs> Or and or work on the podcast stuff like side project stuff, you know, not work. (laughs) Maybe we have to cut that part out. Yep. I'm just kidding. No, don't cut it. Let them know. All right. Um, So, yeah. So need to know. (laughs) Yeah. One hour out of the day, almost every other day, I feel like there's this little span of time where I don't really have anything to do. And I think that's because I'm I'm still a little bit new. I don't have as much paperwork piled up yet. But I feel like even the people that are busy, I'm pretty sure they're just sitting there too. Like oh, they're lollygagging for sure. For they're pretending to work, but they 100% haven't been doing shit for the past five <laughs> hours. So there you go. <laughs> they're just better at hiding it. <laughs> I don't know. Now the kitchen life seems so much more chaotic than the office life. Yeah, definitely. most definitely. Now that we're talking about it. <laughs> and there's so much Out more loud. to talk about. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and can take away whatever you need from all the topics we talked about today. Work will always suck, but at least we can relate. Yeah, and if you have any work rants you'd like to share or questions about Kitchen Life, we'd like to hear about it. You can actually leave us a voice message on Anchor or on Spotify. If you just kind of go to our our page and there's a little, like a button on the side that says message, um, just leave us a voice message there. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to reach out and be informed for all our new episodes, recipe giveaways, and more. Yeah, DM us a screenshot that you're a listener and you can receive a free gift. Listen to the Fat Ass Podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. Catch us next week for another episode of the Fat Ass Podcast. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.